0: Hello, and welcome to the I guess first official holiday season episode. Of backlit games, yeah. Now, now it's the holidays. Now that it's uh, post Thanksgiving, I, I like. I think I feel like the week of Thanksgiving is like the official start of the holidays for me. Uh, and yeah. I am your host this week, Jordan Raddick, joined by the uh, joyous, oh come all ye Faustful," <laughs> Corey Faust.
1: <laughs> Beautiful. That was that was great of all of the names you've come up with this year
0: (laughs) off the top of my head what can i say
1: (laughs) uh it's it's a pleasure to be here again jordan Uh, yes love it video games man video games
0: i know and and i'm very excited for this week uh we got some we all have some new games to talk about which will yeah will be a lot of fun i did some black friday shopping you got some game pass so we got we got a, a lot of new stuff to talk about Uh, A lot of news to cover. Um, Not many releases this week, but that's what happens in the post-Black Friday season. We all kind of understand that. We got the Game Awards right around the corner as well, so everybody wants to make sure that they get stuff out so they can get nominated for that, so that next Mm -hmm. year they can slap a big old, you know, medal on it on the Complete Edition or the Game of the Year (laughs) Edition and sell you all the DLC with it. Yeah. (laughs) So let's just jump right into it. Uh, Let's get to our, real quick, before we start anything, Corey. What have you been playing over the holidays, over, uh, over Thanksgiving,
1: man, I've been playing a lot. And so unfor- I feel like this section is just going to be me talking a lot. So let me hurry up and try to get through it. Uh, first of all, I've, uh, beat the forgotten city. Finally, after like taking a break from it for a while, um, it was the day before Thanksgiving. I jumped back into it and I thought like I was only going to play for a couple hours. Um, Nope. I plowed through the whole thing because it hooked me like immediately. Nice. The second like I finally gave it a chance and really started getting into it just absolutely hooked me. Um, uh, I know that I've brought it up before, but when I was like trying to explain it, I don't think at the time I really like did it justice, like trying to explain what the hell this game is. So bear with me. I wrote a little bit of something. I just want to just want to say... What this game is real quick for everybody to go out and check it out because it really deserves your time. I feel like Um, maybe not for everybody, but I feel like it's it's very worth it. And it's one of the best games this year. Um, Okay, so it's basically it's a time loop game. You're thrust back in time to the Roman Empire under the Emperor Nero's rule. You're stuck in a city that uh, has no known entrances or exits. Um, and you're stuck there with about a dozen other like extremely well-written characters. Um, All of these characters have like daily schedules, events, they have their own dialogues, etc. I mean, like all of these characters, this is probably like the best part of the game is how well these characters are written. Um, and it's just like, that's the main mechanic is like talking to these characters, investigating that sort of thing. And um that maybe sounds like boring you know a little bit (laughs) but it's actually like a lot of fun because of how well it's written um and you really get to like you feel like you get to know a lot of these characters and um and you're kind of revisiting some of them off and on because it's like that time loop mechanic um so the main goal of the game is to get out of this city that you're stuck in and back to your own time but the added twist to the game is that there's some unknown god that watches over the city and he's implemented what is referred to as the golden rule And this golden rule is basically, quote, the many will suffer for the sins of the one. So it's assumed by the inhabitants of the city that, you know, if any of them commits a sin or a crime or whatever, that they're all going to suffer the consequences. And potentially die or be turned into golden statues which they assume is what will happen because the city is riddled with golden statues of like just human statues and all these random places inside homes just weird places to put a statue sort of thing um so that's what they assume if the if somebody sends everybody's going to turn into gold okay so Now, the portal that pulled you back in time was created by a dude in the city. But when you show up, he's not yet created the portal. He only plans on creating the portal if the golden rule has been broken. So he surmises that your appearance in the city means that somebody will eventually break the golden rule and then he will eventually have to open the portal. And that's why you're there. Um, This is
0: some Terminator... Yeah, cyclical <laughs> time travel nonsense. And it sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: great. It's great. Um, so basically, he tasks you with trying to find who's going to break the golden rule. And then if you find that person and prevent it from happening, then he'll never create the portal and it'll create a time paradox because you'll never have gone there in the first place. And the paradox will, for whatever reason, send you back to your own time. Theoretically. That's okay. the game. That's the game. That that sounds great, man. (laughs) It is. It's it's weird. It's it's uh, extremely well written and it's really not that long. I think in total it's probably like, I don't know, 10 hours, Mm -hmm. you know, 11 hours, something like that. But very, very good. Uh, Highly recommend that. Um, I think it's out on not just PC, but I think it's also on like PlayStation. I think it's on Xbox also. Pretty sure it's on Game Pass, um, which I just played on Steam. But definitely worth checking out. Uh, another game which I've uh, checked out, uh, which has just kind of popped up recently, I saw a lot of people talking about it on Twitter, uh, is called Exo-1, which I'm just going to pull the quote from their website because it's kind of a weird one. Um, so this is from the developer's website. Quote, Exo-1 is a surreal exoplanetary exp- exploration game drift and flow across enigmatic alien landscapes using a gravity-based movement system atmospheric diffused visuals are merged with otherworldly sound effects and a hypnotic electric guitar soundtrack um it's cool you basically play this ball that's like a spaceship i guess that can flatten itself or like make itself like extra like heavy or like reverse gravity sort of thing so like Mm -hmm. The movement in it is to kind of like make yourself heavier to go down hills and then you make yourself lighter when the hill starts going back up and then you kind of launch yourself forward and you're just, this is the whole movement. Your entire goal is to just kind of like make it to the, where this like beam of light is coming from. And that's Mm -hmm. really the whole game. Like you can kind of float by like making yourself flat and you'll kind of like hover and glide. Um, And it's mechanically like that's it that's really it It reminds me a little bit of flower though Mm and like how it's more atmospheric it's more about the experience it's about taking in the visuals and the whole like soundscape of it all yeah and at first I was just kind of like okay this is boring this is a little up its own ass I kind of feel like the story is like I don't get what the story is at all but uh but after I gave it a little bit more time I it's just like it's so extremely relaxing. It's like so zen-like to play this game. It's really cool. It's, Games
0: like that are beautiful, aren't they?
1: Yeah, ah. it's it. It really is. It's it's gorgeous. Um, and it's just like a very pleasant experience. Um, and I guess it's only like two hours long. I, I probably got really close to the end of it because I played for close to that time. But um, yeah, really cool game. That's also on Game Pass. So, game <laughs> yeah, Pass that's the- is
0: such a great deal.
1: It really is, man. Uh, it's crazy. Like, why is PlayStation? PlayStation doing something like this? Yeah. <laughs>
0: PlayStation and Nintendo both, man. Fucking get Seriously. on it.
1: Um, last game I'm gonna bring up, and I was kind of dabbling in some other uh, smaller games on Game Pass, but I, I wasn't playing them enough to really like make comment. But the last game I want to talk about, and this one, at least right now so far, is probably gonna show up on my Game of the Year list. Mm-hmm. Um, is Unsighted uh this is on PlayStation, PC, Xbox, Switch um but I've been playing on Game Pass and uh it's amazing. It's this pixel art 2D top-down Zelda-like. It's got a bit of Metroidvania, a bit of Dark Souls mixed in and uh it's so cool. It's got like these RPG mechanics. Um the combat system is like uh combo-based so like you can equip a main weapon, you can equip a side weapon, and then you can kind of like upgrade those weapons or mix and match sort of thing. Um, And then you want to try to like build up your combo against enemies because then your weapons will deal more damage. Um, It's Zelda in the way like it has these puzzles throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Also, like you can find these new weapons that you can't necessarily craft or buy. You find them like either gear or weapons along the way. So then that opens up more of the world to you or like it's it's great for a specific Ah, dungeon
0: boss just inject that gameplay loop into my veins i know right
1: it's so good it really meshes like all of it all of these influences so well together and apparently the game was only made by like two people two people and it's huge it's a massive game like uh, it, it, it even is zelda like in um Oh, why? Well, I'm drawing a blank right now. Uh, uh, link, link to the past. So you know it's got like the overworld, and then like on the map, it shows you like where the dungeons are that you need to go to collect like the yeah
0: the, the oracle things the or whatever sage, they are. Yeah, sages yeah. or whatever the wise women or daughters of the wise men or whatever the hell they are at the, at, in the game.
1: Yeah, after you get <clears throat> past the beginning part in unsighted. Uh, it opens up the map for you and it reveals like, you know, the map's not exactly broken down like that Zelda game, but <laughs> but one of the characters is explaining like where you need to go to collect like these, you know, shards. Mm-hmm. Uh, it even places these little markers on the map, just like in the in oh, linked, you know, linked to the past. And it's it's so good, man. Uh, I can't recommend this one enough. Like if you only take one of my recommendations of what I've been playing uh, this week, Take that one and and just have a great time. It's going to be you're going to really enjoy it. So
0: nice. And that's what I've been playing. I'll shut up now. <laughs> well, I uh, I finally went out. Well, not went out. I guess I downloaded. I finally downloaded um, Fist of Fluffs, which was recommended uh by my friend Huge, which we talked about uh a couple of weeks ago. It's the uh the cat fighting party game. Mm hmm exactly what we expected it to be i played it with my girlfriend for about an hour uh and we played like the destruction mode and stuff and like fought each other went went through all like the different modes we made a cat named (laughs) named (laughs) mittens uh we wanted to name the cat muffin but uh it wouldn't let us name it muffin uh because muff is a bad word so it, it would put a star where the u is Weird. Muff is a word for vagina. Apparently, I didn't know that. Um, I I did know that in like the recesses of my brain. Actually, I had forgotten. Uh-huh. And then when it happened, I was like, Oh yeah, there was that whole South Park episode, and they they say the the muff yeah. cabbage, muff garbage, or whatever with the snooky. Like,
1: yeah, I think I learned that one from that '70s show.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it was it was something I had stored back in the, my brain, but you know, I don't live in that time period anymore. I don't yeah. say I don't <laughs> say stuff like that, so I'd forgotten. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they it, it wouldn't let us name it muffins, so we named it Mittens, which was, you know, just as good of a name for a yeah. cat. We made it <laughs> we made a a chunky cat wearing a scarf, uh because of course. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, we played that. It's it's fun. We both agree that it, it's one of those games that is definitely fun with like four people uh instead of two. Like okay. um I would I would say it it's probably a really good party game like Ultimate Chicken Horses. Okay, um yeah. Yeah, I so kind of requires that full party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we are we're going on vacation next week, so I'm gonna bring my Switch for like a plane ride, and I think at one point when we're you know just like in the hotel room relaxing, I might try and play it with her and her sister who's going with us, and see if maybe having like three people makes it a little more fun. Um, so hopefully that's the case. But I I did enjoy what I played of it, and I, I definitely want to keep playing it with more people because I think it's something that like a you know in a group setting a lot of people would enjoy Mm -hmm. um I also went on Black Friday I went and did some shopping uh I had to pick up uh you know some of my son's presents for the holiday I got him uh Pokemon Brilliant Diamond to be his first his first Pokemon game so I picked up Shining Pearl for myself uh I started playing that haven't gotten super far because I've been playing something else that I'm about to talk about as well Um, but I think that, you know, it's, it's a Pokemon game, man. Uh, it's, it's (laughs) the exact same game loop for 25 years. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. All that, like, and you know, they, the Pokemon company has even said that their competitive metagame is still going to live with sword and shield, even with the release of, uh, these games. So I'm I'm not too worried about getting to like the post game and like doing all of the battle tower stuff because I have my copy of Shield and I have you know my crazy full Ivy bred EV trained shiny competitive teams on there and stuff like that mm-hmm. and they they don't even have home support for uh, Diamond and Pearl yet, um, but it's it's really fun to play through them. Uh, I'm very excited to see like a lot of the rest of the world uh, in this. Um, like HD switch graphics. Uh, I think the game looks really good. I don't mind like the chibi art style. I know a lot of people like had problems with that, but whatever, man, like it's, it's a fucking kid's game. Like, yeah, uh, no,
1: I mean, I mean, that's kind of what like the older games looked like. Exactly. Yeah. This is just like that 3d. Yeah. Just not pixelated, you know?
0: Exactly. Uh, and you know, they've also got the Pokemon Arceus game that, that comes out next month now. So that, that doesn't have the same art style that looks like, a much different game, like you know, yeah. Breath, Breath of the Wild and Pokemon. Uh, so I, I think it's nice to get uh, another like core Pokemon game because I've just the whole gameplay loop of Pokemon is is like it's like eating a grilled cheese sandwich, <laughs> you know, on like a on a summer afternoon in front of the TV, like kind yeah. of kind of good feeling. Like it ah, just make it just. It's just
1: like a, it's like a nice warm blanket, you know. Yeah, exactly. Comforting.
0: It's very comforting, very nostalgic. Uh, mm -hmm. I I enjoyed a lot, and you know, I'm very excited to like share this with my kid, experience it with him, and teach him how to how to be a master, and then one day gift him a bunch of like shinies and stuff uh, when Mm -hmm. I when I know that he's not gonna destroy his game cart and lose them all or something. but what I've been playing the most and what I'm really most excited to talk about is I got the Guardians of the Galaxy game for PS5. And nice. I got it for under 30 bucks at GameStop on Black Friday. And I feel like I'm getting away with highway robbery <laughs> for buying this game at this price. It's easily my game of the year right now. Like, oh, wow. Okay, uh, It is... The best way to explain like the gameplay is Uncharted meets Mass Effect. Uh it is okay. It is these long it's a very linear game. Uh uh-huh. there, there's not side quests or anything that you can do. There's some collectibles you can find and stuff, and I do want to touch on that because that is a really cool part of the game. Um but it's basically like you get a cutscene, you explore a little area, you get to an area where you fight some enemies, and then you explore, maybe you solve some environmental puzzles, but like the strength of the game relies on like the story that they're telling and like the interactions between the characters and they fucking knock it out of the park man like really okay so it's so good like i i feel like the marketing for this game i'm i'm very divided on the marketing for this game i think i think it's a great that i didn't see anything about this game before e3 this year i didn't have any like hype like i did for the avengers game nothing like that it kind of just came out of nowhere. But the like the marketing that they did show for this game doesn't do it justice at all. The joke That's what they, I keep hearing. Yeah. That's what I keep hearing. Like the jokes that they show in the trailers fall flat in in the actual game when you play them. Like the the sequences of like enemies that you fight in like the environments, they show a very, very, very limited amount. Mm-hmm. Uh and like the the combat is very like Mass Effect. Like you play only play as Peter Quill, basically. Uh and you've got like his blasters and you can you unlock like the elements for his blasters because they're elements of guns so like the first one you get is like ice and i just unlocked electricity which is the second one uh and then you have like you can level up and get perks to unlock like stats or unlock um new like combat moves for you and the other guardians kind of like mass effect and so like you can hold down L1 and like it brings up a menu and then you press a button to select a guardian and then select a move that they do. And they'll do it on like whatever enemy you're locked onto. Gotcha. And then like, you know, sometimes you'll get like a prompt to press like triangle or whatever. And you'll do like a combo with one of the guardians. And, but the, the coolest part about the combat is like you build up this meter and then you hit L1 and R1 and everyone gets together for a huddle. And then you have <laughs> to, you like you as Star-Lord give like an inspirational speech and then, and then some badass 80s music fucking kicks in on the headphones and starts playing. So, like, I'm playing last night, you know, and, like, I'm shooting. I'm going through this part where I'm shooting, like, a fucking space cult. Like,
1: okay. and we're just
0: <laughs> shooting all these enemies. I do the huddle thing. He gives us inspirational speech. And then all of a sudden, fucking never going to give you up. <laughs> Blastin And it play it'll play the whole song if the battle goes on that long. Like it, yeah. it, and it's Dude, I, I tweeted out last night, I was like, this is my gaming highlight of the year, man. This is this is so fucking fun. Like and the, the characters, like this is probably my favorite like my favorite iteration of the Guardians. Okay. The same way that like the PS4 Spider Man is like my favorite iteration of Spider Man, honestly, because mm-hmm. uh, I think they get a lot of things right that like the movies don't get right, and like I love I love the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Don't don't get me wrong, I think they're super fun. Like I love them yeah. both to death. Oh yeah, but like Drax in this game is such a well developed character. Like Peter Quill isn't as much of like an idiot, you know. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and. They, they, the collectibles in the game, like the way, like you, you'll find like certain collectibles around like the map and stuff, and you'll get a prompt that says like you can ask someone about this back on your ship, and then you'll get on the ship and they'll say like oh you can go to this person's room and talk to them, and so like all the collectibles do they don't give give you like you know new weapons or anything they just unlock conversations that you have with the guardians where you get like more backstory like to them, and I'm so invested in like yeah. in in this world that they're building it's so cool, like, the, like, Man. I, 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 this isn't really spoilers for the game or anything, so I'm, I'll, yeah, I'll talk very lightly about it, uh, but, like, it, everything that happened is, like, after the war and stuff, or, like, a, a war that happened between, like, the Chitauri and, like, the Nova Corps, and, like, in this game, Drax the Destroyer got his name, because he fucking has already killed Thanos, like, Thanos is dead in the game, you know, like, oh, so, wow, like, okay. there, you know, uh, I, the the antagonist right now, which I think they've talked about in the marketing, is the Universal Church of Truth. Which, if you know anything about that in the comics, that points to Adam Warlock. I haven't gotten, I haven't seen Adam Warlock in the game yet. They've like, they, I'm, I think I'm a, just about like halfway through right now. Okay. Um, so I'm interested if he if he pops up. But like, they've had a bunch of cool like Easter eggs. Like at one point, I had to go through this like dimensional like teleporter thing and like Mm -hmm. you're like passing all of these like different time periods and realities and like you you'll hear like avengers assemble like ripple through one and then through another you hear like (laughs) hey look it's spider-man and it's like they throw like cool little easter eggs and like you at one point you go to nowhere and you explore the collector's museum and he's got like a ton of shit in there and like there's even stuff like you can at one point you're on like a nova ship and you can read like all, their, all the characters, like, criminal files. And, like, mm-hmm. there, there are so many cool little, like, Easter eggs and world details that, like, I was reading stuff and I was like, oh, I bet this is going to happen. And then, like, a, like an a hour or two later, like, the thing that I thought was going to happen happened. And I was like, bam, nailed it. And then there's other <sighs> things that I'm like, that sounds like something that they're teasing for a sequel. Like, that, okay. doesn't, that doesn't sound like a thread that's going to be wrapped up in this game. Like, that sounds like a like they're laying a thread for a future game. Uh everything you're saying, man, I
1: God damn it. I gotta get this game dude, out. Uh, I gotta uh, get this it's, game.
0: If you can still get it on sale, like do it. It's it's only from what I've read, like about 18 hours like just to run through the story once. Oh that's great. That's but, perfect. Which is yeah, that's that's like 20 hours is kind of like my sweet spot on a game. Yeah. Um I love that. But uh, dude, I am I am loving it so much, man. Like the they and I know we talked about when we when we talked about the the game of the year nominees um how it was nominated for like best soundtrack I will mm-hmm. say the actual like score of the game itself is really cool and like okay. they they very sparingly use like the licensed music in the cutscenes and stuff it okay. mainly shows up just in that one huddle mechanic which makes it so much cooler when like the music actually kicks in okay there are there are times like it, it also on your milano you can like randomly you can you know, scroll through music and play it when you're on your ship and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um it, it from what I've like noticed about like the story beats around the music, it's not as uh like it's it's not as prevalent as I thought it would be. Like the music doesn't play a huge role like it does in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, like where the yeah. the music moves so much of the story. That that's that...
1: that's what I was worried about too, because <clears throat> I, I just like sometimes I don't know. It takes like a really killer like licensed soundtrack for me to be like, yeah, I love this licensed soundtrack. Let me tell you,
0: do you want to fight a space octopus tiger thing while (laughs) wake me up before you go go is playing in the background (laughs) because you can and I did it was amazing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my God.
1: I gotta get, I gotta see it's, if this is still on sale, at least on so PSN. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's, uh, it's really, really fun. Uh, I, I highly recommend it to anyone out there. Um, I, I'm almost certain that someone will, uh, or that I'm almost certain that, that, you know, the game will, will go on sale again shortly soon mm-hmm. just by, by sheer virtue of how these kinds of things work. Um, but I, 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 can't, I can't praise this game enough, man. It's yeah. so good. Uh, and the last thing I want to touch on is play the Avengers Spider Man update. Oh, uh, and it, 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 they didn't do a terrible job. Um, <laughs> they didn't, man. Like they're really trying. They're really fucking trying. Like, but yeah. here's the problem: is they are they're going up against like insomniac spider-man and uh like they definitely take a lot of inspiration in the way that he controls and his moveset and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um i my main problem is i don't think the voice acting is as good and uh from what i've seen i i played for a little while and i can't tell how long like the mission chain for spider-man actually is like how much of his like he doesn't get a full-fledged like Story expansion like the other characters have gotten because he's okay. an exclusive. Uh, he Got gets it. what's called like a hero event. So there was like a cutscene introducing him. And then I've done like a bunch of missions and like have not seen another cutscene specific to him since. So I'm guessing maybe I'll get one more oh, near the end of this. And I, you know, I don't know if it's worth it to play these same grindy ass missions that I've played over. The-
1: Oh, it's, they, like, the same missions, too?
0: Yeah, they, they haven't added a, a ton of new content. Um, they they are reworking a lot of, like, the cosmetic system and the loot system and stuff like that, and they're making a lot of good changes to that. But I, I'm i not here for that, man. I'm here for story shit. Yeah. That's that's what I like. So that doesn't... Um, yeah, I... That's
1: I, a bummer. I, I, I I've seen some video of it, and... And I I know you you could probably confirm this, but like it looks like he plays pretty stiff for what you would expect from a Spider Man.
0: I mean, I think that the I don't think the video that like IGN posted uh, is like is a good frame of reference. I think that's a really bad actual like sh- showcase of how he plays. I think he definitely okay. plays better than that, but okay. but it's it's still far behind Insomniac's take on the character and I think yeah. the thing for me that like that makes him feel that way is that it's not that he's stiff it's that he's slow okay uh in a way that I I really wish that he wasn't cuz he shouldn't be um mm-hmm. he is uh, there's definitely some stiffness in like his swinging animation and like the way that he swings Mm-hmm. um but i'm surprised if they got the swinging to work as well as it does just in the game at all so i'm actually impressed with how well he swings to be honest okay. with you. <laughs> i i i i genuinely thought that like black widow has like a grappling hook uh that's her like double jump kind of thing okay. um like captain america can double jump thor and iron man can fly and shit yeah uh, Black Widow and I think Hawkeye, they've got grappling hooks that can like pull them. And literally, I just assumed I was like, Spider Man's fucking thing is going to be, they just going to give it, it's just going to be a, a grapple hook. Grapple. Yeah. And, and he just grapple hooks from place to place and they give it, they skin it like a web. Yeah. Um, which he can web zip, which uh, I'm pretty sure is just the grapple hook reskins <laughs> to, to, you know, be the fucking yeah. thing. Uh, he can web zip, but he also, he does swing and he he'll flip and he's, he does, they attempt to make him look fluid when you're swinging but you can't like swing and then immediately like swing again and like you you just can't be as acrobatic as you can be in the Insomniac game with yeah the swinging. okay um which i think makes him feel by nature a lot stiffer but mm-hmm. you know I, I really think they did the best they could i really think they got shafted having to shove in a, a console exclusive character into this game They already got shafted having to make it a games as a service game, and they got shafted again because their sister studio Eidos Montreal came out with a better Marvel game a year later. Man, like (laughs) fucking a. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, who would have thought people just wanted like a Marvel game that you know wasn't trying to you know nickel and dime you for all these microtransactions. The
0: the best thing that I saw something online uh, that said Guardians of the Galaxy is to Avengers. What Jedi Fallen Order was to Battlefront 2. And I'm oh, like, yeah. Yeah. That is a part, that is absolutely completely perfect comparison. Like, uh-huh. it is a response to, all right, look, we fucked up with a live service game. Here's a really good single player game to sink your teeth into.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's like those games are trying to just monetize too much, you yeah. know, to where you're taking the heart out of the actual experience. Like, when, when, you know, i and know that a- video games are inherently like they're different than a lot of different art forms right you know because we are interacting with them We you know there's mm-hmm. a mechanical you know nature to video games as well but like in art you can you can tell most times in art when it is just like corporate art you yeah. know and that's what like those battlefield that's what that marvel's avengers is it's like it's it's hotel lobby art is what yeah it is. yeah
0: yeah i i uh i think this shit i i totally lost my my thought because you got me talking oh, about sorry. hotel lobby no well <laughs> uh no yeah I, I i really i think this game really just got got a bad beat because it Oh now I remember. It could have, it could have monetized itself, man. If they just yeah. made it good, like it's it's the hottest property in the world right now. Like, yeah. it, all they had to do was make a good game that people want to play, and then be like, oh yeah, you can also buy the skins from the movies, <laughs> and then people mm. fucking throw money at that shit, dude. Like, yeah, if it was good, I would have bought all. I I'd be playing this. This would be the only game I am playing if it was good. If it was good, bro. Like,
1: I bet you Disney just. I bet you it was Disney. That wanted like
0: one of those uh i've heard it was square oh really i've heard that it was that it was you know crystal dynamics was working on it it was going to be a a, a linear story game that had some co-op elements like drop and drop out co-op for mm-hmm. to play as a party or you could play single player and then they said no like square came in and said no games as a service wow because they were like, it's the Avengers, we can monetize the shit out of it. And then Yeah, that's true. And you can you can kind of tell when you're playing the game, because like shit, you can play on game it's on Game Pass. I would I would say play through the story at least. So like you'll get this frame of reference. You play through the story and you're like, oh, that's just act one of a better story. Like I clearly just played through act one of a game. Like mm-hmm. the way that this ends. This is wrapped up way too quickly. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. So yeah, uh, I I really think that uh, this game just needs. I don't know. Maybe I think it should get like the Final Fantasy 14 treatment and get a full reboot, like a full two. Like, I, it's gotten a 2.0 reboot, but like, no, it needs it needs a fucking. Re yeah.
1: reboot like the world is destroyed. <laughs> yeah, man, just <laughs> just have,
0: have Thanos come in and Infinity Stone the bitch and like, yeah. be like wiping it all out, restarting from the ground. Yeah,
1: up. and there's like a new timeline. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I wouldn't, I would not mind,
1: um, at all.
0: But yeah, so let's move on. Uh, yeah. What do we got out, out this week? We've got some new PlayStation Plus games for December. Uh, Godfall Challenger Edition, which is uh, from Gearbox. Uh, that dropped last year as a, a launch title for the PS5. That's like their melee uh, shooter or melee looter game that they've kind of got going. Um, yeah, we've also got uh, Lego DC Super Villains, which I think those Lego games are always a ton of fun to play They're through. Always
1: a lot of fun, yeah. And I, uh, I actually might download this one. Oh, it, it looks, it looks pretty fun.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely downloading this for my kid. Uh yeah. he loves. He loves villains. I don't know why, man. His <laughs> his favorite his favorite person for a long time has been Sephiroth. Oh, dude. Uh, I, I get That's him, man. Awesome. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, man, it's a badass character design. But yeah. like he's also the bad guy, dude. <laughs> 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 uh, and then we've got Mortal Shell as well. Um mm-hmm. releasing this week, not a lot, but uh at least one noteworthy game that I wanted to bring up was the Advance Wars one and two Reboot Camp. Uh coming on Switch. Advanced Wars finally coming back good more i think we need more uh
1: i think aesthetically though this, re- this remake looks kind of meh i'm not i'm not no, yeah like i know that we just got done basically saying like oh why are people complaining about the aesthetic change in pokemon blah blah blah, because it's kind of doing a similar thing but i just feel like it doesn't land so well for this one i, get I don't that. know
0: yeah. i get that um yeah i i it's it's the tanks, man. You can't have you can't have chibi people popping out of tanks. It's a weird, <laughs> it's a very weird dichotomy. To like like yeah, uh, can't can't get with it in my brain.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but that's out. Uh, I I may pick that up at some point. I don't know. Maybe when I'm done with Guardians and I want to trade it and get something else, uh, I might just hold off. Do you know if this is this is a full price game? Let us see. I would imagine it's a Nintendo game. Um. <laughs>
1: So that's—they've been charging full price for all of these things, man. It's crazy. Yeah,
0: it is a full fifty-nine ninety-nine uh, release. Um, oh, that it looks like I don't know why we're saying that that's out now. Um, our sources are wrong because. That game does not come out till spring 2022.
1: Okay, because I was gonna say I thought I heard that it got delayed, but then you you said it's coming out soon, so I was like, okay. I
0: I did not hear that it got delayed, and now I when I look when to look at the price, I'm seeing that it got delayed. I am so sorry. Please ignore me. <laughs> is <Isn't laughs> well, that shit coming a... out this week, y'all? <laughs> yeah. <Fucking A.
1: sighs> yeah, it's December. They just want you to buy the stuff that's already out.
0: You know what? Go buy Guardians of the Galaxy. Nothing's out. Buy Guardians. Go do that. Do that. Do yeah. that.
1: <laughs> I know that's what I'm going to do.
0: It's been a waste of all this time talking about advanced wars. We're moving on to the news. Let's get to the news. <laughs> Our first bit of news, and this is a good piece of news, I think. US lawmakers have announced a bill to prohibit bot scalping of high demand goods. Yes. Politicians in the United States have announced uh, a new bill that is called the Stopping Grinch Bots Act, uh, which is aimed to target scalpers who use bots to snap up online inventories of high in demand items. As somebody uh, who buys sneakers, I'm happy about this because this also <laughs> helps me get, bro, I've been trying to get some dunks. Bro, yeah. like, man it's uh, i can't hit any drop anywhere because all these bots bro I'm, yeah. I'm just i'm not even trying to like resell dunks if anyone's listening to this and they're like you am trying to buy shoes or resell them fuck you man i want to wear my shoes like I'm, I'm curious how
1: enforceable this is though because like if they're buying them with bots and then selling them because it it if as far as i understand from the verbiage of it it seems like it's it's not the the process of buying it with bots that's illegal. it's the process of reselling it if you bought it with bots that's illegal right that seems weird right that
0: i i I do think that that is like really weird um, <laughs> I could there's... be
1: misreading it or something or misunderstanding it, but th- that's that's how the verbiage
0: seems to me so I don't know it's it's a little odd yeah i I am really hoping that it is uh not just targeted at resellers because that allows people to really kind of get around that. Um, yeah. but I, I, I really think that there are so like, especially in the past, um,
1: I mean, this is a good move. This is a good, at least yeah. first
0: step, you know,
1: um, who, I don't know if it'll pass or not. I think they recently tried doing something like this. Uh, the article said something around like 2019, they tried passing something, but, uh, Nothing ever happened. Um, previously, they did pass something like this in 2016, which did basically the same thing for, you know, bots uh, mm-hmm. and then reselling those uh, like tickets for public events.
0: So it looks like from com- this is coming from a a, uh, a CNN article. Um, okay, it looks like they they are targeting um, just the bots in general. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Um, which is great. Uh, so
1: that'll, that'll put the, you know, that'll light the fire underneath retailers to more, you know, to better. Yes. Ugh, like because protect. At,
0: as it stands right now, retailers don't care about, uh, about bot scalping. Um, no, and that's- it's
1: it's all just putting on a good face. Anything that they actually do about it, yeah. it's all half measures. Like they don't really
0: do a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. Um I I know I mean, this isn't video game related, but this is related to to this issue. Nike has especially been under fire lately. Um they have an app, the sneakers app. And that's how mm-hmm. that's how you're supposed to try and get um like sneakers from them that like you know, from raffle draws and things like that, and like really yeah. hype sneakers that release specific times. I have been using the sneakers app on a regular basis for over two years. I've never won a single drop because of bots, uh, and and people are angry. And Nike is like, oh, we have to try and fix this. How do we, you know, change the? Are, are they call they the way they word it is like the the customers satisfaction or success rate or something like that, like with sneakers because right now it's uh it they had some memo release that it was lower than like 60 percent and they wanted to get it up to like 80 85 or something like that
1: mm-hmm. uh
0: but even then like it should be a hundred man like it, you shouldn't be selling any of your sneakers to people with bots like yeah it's uh ridiculous uh so I'm hoping that this you know makes it easier for some of my friends to get ps5s I'm hoping yes. that you know i can get some sneakers people can get graphics cards now build pcs again like
1: yeah i can see this um going getting through congress too this time because I, especially with all of the like the supply chain issues that have been coming up yep you know and then on top of that bots just making it harder and harder you know it's it's just a mess it's it's hard getting any in demand good like anything mm. fucking toys fucking Pokemon Jim, man, cards.
0: I had I had fucking Amazon. I like two two and a half weeks ago. I had ordered an eight dollar. My kids got like the Lego Mario sets. Mm-hmm. I had ordered like a little eight dollar uh, suit, like the little power ups. You know, I'd gotten them like the frog one or something. I ordered it off Amazon two weeks ago. I got an email yesterday saying, yeah, it's been delayed. You won't get it to like the middle of next year." And I was like, "What the? Or, Jesus. or, or middle middle of uh, of January? Like, yeah." And I was just like, "What the fuck, man!" Like, no, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Target and find it. Like, yeah, fuck. Like, it's crazy. I don't under, like. I mean, I do understand it, but I, I don't understand why it's uh, taken getting to this point for anything to be done about it. So, yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully this gets passed. Um, I'm a big fan, but we will we will take the politics out of uh, out of the rest of this podcast <laughs> and move on. To one of our favorite subjects, Kojima. Kojima. Oh, praise be! Kojima Productions is launching a new film, television, and music division based out of LA. Uh, it is designed to take the game studio, or the game studios' games, to other areas of pop culture. It'll be led by Riley Russell, who's joined the company after uh, an almost thirty-year uh, career with PlayStation in various roles. Uh, wh- what? You, who? What do you think is going to be the first artist signed to Kojima Records?
1: The first artist. Who's the first uh,
0: artist signed Kojima signing
1: Who's the band that uh, plays in uh, Death Stranding all the time? It's like, it's it's that band. Why can't I think of it? Um, churches? No, not churches. It's a. Uh, but yeah, they're in, They're there too. Low roar. <laughs> so low there's roar like, there's like seven low roar songs in the in that game that Something makes sense. ridiculous yeah he'll sign low roar he'll he uh st- he'll make like co-direct a movie with a uh, guillermo del toro uh starring oh. mads mickelson
0: <laughs> you know
1: maybe actually this is great uh i'm actually i'm actually excited for this now i i thought this news was hilarious and like, uh, of course, Kojima's doing this. I mean, but now think- after saying that out loud, I'm like, OK, yeah, yeah, let's let's see this,
0: actually. It's going to be some bizarre <laughs> shit. Here's the thing, man. Like. If he gets he's going to get like Guillermo del Toro on board, you know, like so yeah. he's going to produce a, some wild ass fucking film. I. I'm curious.
1: This is an excuse to just have a base of operations in L.A., so he, it's easier for him to, like, mingle with all his celebrity friends. Because you know that, he loves to do that. that I was about to say, to man. That. That,
0: that's literally what I was going to say. I'm curious. If, if Did they pick L.A. because he just wants to fucking go around yeah. and shit? Like I remember a couple years ago. Uh, might not have been L.A., but, like, Kanye tweeted out. He's like, I, I heard- Hideo Kojima's in town. Anybody know where I can find him? Like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, so fucking funny. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, like I, I like. Oh man, he's gonna get Kanye in a feature. That's gonna be great. Ka- <laughs> Kanye, bro. What if Watch the Throne two is Kanye and Kojima, not Kanye and Jay Z? <laughs> That'd be crazy. Oh my god. I think I, I think Kojima just like he's gotten to the point now where he's done enough and like he knows enough people where he just wants to dabble in all these other like creative arenas and like, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what his expertise is in music other than just being highly opinionated about the music he likes. Yeah. Um, Right. (laughs) Just
0: other than having a Twitter like, (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: But, um, but as far as like TV and film goes, like I know he's a huge like fan of, Of television and film and like it shows in all of his all of his games Uh, they're all very cinematic i can totally see him like the the verbiage of this seems like they're trying to trying to expand like the ip that they already own and bring it over into other mediums so now he can make death stranding well i think he i think he owns death stranding
0: it's but it's just that right like um, because he doesn't own metal gear no he doesn't
1: uh yeah i think so this is good it's a death stranding movie uh tv show i this could see be a that Death man. stranding movie or tv
0: show i could i could 100 percent see them doing that him being like yeah. "Oh, the, the sequel to death stranding is now a tv series yeah like yeah absolutely it's like oh you want to watch this tv series you gotta go play this game like before <laughs> beforehand enjoy yeah. like mm-hmm. i i could 100 percent see them doing that uh man i this is wild. This dude's nuts. Uh, He's I'm, nuts. I'll, I'm here for it, you know. Yeah,
1: I don't have a whole lot more to say about this. I put this on here because I think it's a wild. It's hilarious of course Kojima's doing this. Um but also B like even though I'm kind of laughing about it, I'm also kind of excited to see yeah. what
0: happens. <laughs> it's going to be great. I'm yeah. sure. Uh all right, next up uh Epic has acquired harmonics apparently which uh is Guitar Hero coming back? Maybe. I yeah, know. I know, huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the publisher said that the Fuse developer will work alongside them to create quote musical journeys and gameplay for Fortnite. Bro, are we going to like
1: I don't know, man.
0: Are are we, are we getting Band Simulator inside Fortnite? What Hell even yeah. is Fortnite anymore? Man, you have I concert, know they they have concerts. <laughs> they have they have necessary Star Wars lore drops. Like in the game, <laughs> what is this? I remember when I started playing this game, and like, it, I started playing end of season two, beginning of season three. So mm-hmm. fucking like five years ago now. At this point, you know, like forever, yeah. and I, I, I can't, for the life of me, understand how we've gotten to this point. Yeah, I, I remember in in twenty eighteen or. 2019, when I saw Endgame, and they were like, oh, it's, it technically takes place in 2023, and Thor and Korg are playing Fortnite. I saw, like, people talking on Reddit, like, <laughs> most unbelievable part of that movie was that people were playing Fortnite in 2023, and now I'm looking like, we're getting close, bro! Like, that, yeah. that game is not going anywhere. No, it's
1: not. It's not. Um, I, I, I don't have any idea how, what the fuck they're gonna do with, like, like, what Harmonix does, like, with making musical games, like uh, Rock Band and uh, fucking Fuser, like, they, they do a extremely good job. So I'm just excited to hear that, you know, these people are... have job security, you know, because yeah. also these games don't really sell very well anymore. They don't do a whole lot as far as, like, I don't know, financially.
0: I And I don't know... Mm. I think I think their biggest problem, honestly, was that they, uh, they released too many games too quickly, right? And and you had to buy like a new guitar each time or whatever. And then they released like one, but and they released a bunch of songs for it. But each song costs like ninety nine cents. So like, if you wanted to play all the songs, you know, the game ends up costing you with the full band kit like seven hundred dollars or some shit and it's like no one wants to make that kind of investment you know
1: like it really it really adds up um it it was a that was a weird time for in games too because like they could have done something like a seasons you know mm -hmm. like but that just wasn't really in the you know in the vernacular it wasn't really in games at that time um so it'll be cool to see what they do with fortnite i can totally see them just Hey, just take the whole, you know, fuser concept, which is, you know, basically just mashups, you know, song mashups and bring it over to Fortnite and let like actual Fortnite players like give them their own like custom game setting or custom game match to where, you know, it's like a new type of game match to where they're just doing mashups and shit or I don't know, man, it's. It's really cool what they could potentially
0: do but uh, i don't know what that's gonna be <laughs> do you remember do you remember that time period between like 2007 and 2010 yeah where, where you couldn't walk into a person's house like you couldn't walk into a house party mm-hmm. without looking into the living room and there's like two people Standing in least, front of a TV, yeah, playing guitar here with like nine people just standing around them, being like, all right, like drinking beer, um, watching them play, like listening to the music. Weird like, time, man.
1: Like it was everywhere. I mean, it was at it was at bars and shit. Yeah, like, I wasn't like frequenting bars at that time because I was underage, but like you would still see like
0: pictures and video, like it was everywhere, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy, man. Yeah, what a what a time. But yeah, good good for Harmonix. I hope they get some work. Uh, I, yeah, good or, for them. You know, I hope not that I hope they get some work. They've they've already got work, obviously. If they just got acquired, but I hope that that we get to see some of their work uh, in Fortnite or you know in some other capacity. Hopefully, I w- I would like to see those games com- come back at some point, some way, just w- without the large obtuse peripherals they've been Um, they've
1: been at it still with rock band man they're still like releasing updates mm -hmm. new music everything like they they keep that stuff updated
0: you just can't Um, buy i can't find rock band 4 anywhere though that's the problem is they don't they don't make the game anymore (laughs) go buy i buy it i've looked rock band 4 ps4 in stock on amazon 850 fucking dollars bro (laughs) like what the fuck yeah like for the for the band in a bundle in a box bundle it's 850 bucks if i want just the game it's 90 Mm dollars bro like what what if i want just the guitar if i want if i want just the guitar 400 dollars what if I want just the microphone? Just the USB A microphone that's branded rock band <laughs> currently unavailable. Like,
1: <laughs> oh my god. All right, well we we should move we should move on. Hopefully uh hopefully that that What's the that pro Band goes... kit bundle? <laughs> it's it's cuz the bots are buying all of this.
0: Bot dude, fucking bots are buying all the goddamn <laughs> guitar hero and rock band everything. Well, it's like Ring
1: Fit, you know, during the beginning of the fucking pandemic. Pandemic was the best thing for Ring Fit. <laughs> that game That's, would have fucking flopped. Yep. Pandemic comes around, Ring Fit's sold
0: out everywhere. <laughs> it's very true. Same with fucking Animal Crossing. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Nintendo Switch, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remakes uh, have become the second biggest Switch launch in Japan of all of all time Uh, the remake sold almost 1.4 million units in three days in the country according to data from famitsu the only switch game that did better unsurprisingly animal crossing new horizons at the beginning of the pandemic which had 1.8 million copies in three days Mm -hmm. Uh, for comparison the original diamond and pearls sold 1.5 million units in four days uh and i believe at that point um I believe the install bases were similar for the consoles, uh, in terms of numbers, as far as like the DS and the Switch. Um, I'm not sure if the DS had like blown up at that point. Um, it was at
1: least similar for Japan.
0: Yeah. Uh, and these sales obviously don't include uh, eShop, uh, but digital versions are listed as bestsellers in the eShop. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have? Have you picked up the remakes yet?
1: No. Um... I was tempted to after seeing how many people have been buying this and playing it though. And uh, I don't know, man, I, I've, I, like I said, last episode, I believe it was last episode. I've had an itch to get back into an old Pokemon game. This, and... this is the one man.
0: I'm telling you, yeah. this will do it. Like it'll, it'll scratch that itch.
1: <laughs> this might have to go on my uh, Christmas list. Then. It'll, yeah, it'll Ask Santa for it.
0: Mm-hmm. It's Santa behind you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Oh man, I gotta, I gotta tell my girlfriend. I gotta tell tell, tell her. I I can't tell her what I want, uh, but I have to be like, oh, you know what I really like, and you know, like <laughs> yeah. to like subtly hint. Yeah, she knows. Yeah, what, exactly. She knows that's that's how I I tell her what I like. My dad was asking
1: me what I wanted for Christmas, and it's like, oh. I got to think of some adult things to ask for, because literally all I can think of immediately is just video game shit. And I feel like mm-hmm. a fucking loser asking my dad for video game shit. Yeah, you can't <laughs>
0: ask your parents for that kind of shit. You gotta be like, <laughs> not uh...
1: anymore. I gotta be like, I am an adult. Please get me yeah. uh, like, slippers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, I need a new air fryer. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyways, we, we've already talked a lot about uh, these remakes. They sound awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, I,
1: move along a little
0: bit i think i might might take a break from guardians after this episode and play play a little bit of the remakes get get some time in on that but um we do have some sad news we have to get to uh dragon age 4's senior creative director has left bioware matt goldman who was with the company for 23 years has left bioware boss gary mckay made the announcement in an email sent to staff, which read, Hi, everyone. Hope you're well. I'm writing to inform you all that Matt Goldman is leaving Bioware. We have mutually agreed to part ways, and his last day is today. We understand that Matt's Matt's departure has an impact on you, as well as the game's development. Rest assured, our commitment to a high-quality Dragon Age game has not wavered, and we will not ship a game that is not up to Bioware standards. As someone who has had an absurd amount of turnover at his job in the past six months and i'm talking mm. 26 people in the past six months holy shit yeah which is uh, that's a whole different story we can get into it <laughs> on, on an episode of the podcast if you want i'll spill <laughs> the tea once i once i'm able to leave this job uh, <laughs> um an email that reads like this means that they definitely did uh did not mutually agree to part ways yeah. um one per one side said you have to go but we're going to give you the option to leave instead of us saying you have to go yeah uh and this is not read well um the yeah, article this is a breakup this is this a, a breakup this is a bad but then breakup. you go
1: and tell your friends like no we both agreed that this is better yeah. No, you didn't. Both agree no. that this is better. You were yeah. at each other's throats. Like. Yeah, right. This
0: is a very toxic relationship. <laughs> and We're all glad you're over. Um, uh,
1: the, that is a little bit of reading between the lines, uh, and like I don't know, it is weird. Is though. it reading like,
0: between the lines though? Because here's the thing: like, like this reads like every yeah. other corporate email. No, absolutely of the yeah. same nature. Like we're 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 all adults. We know I, we know. It's a safe. I think talk.
1: it's a safe assumption. Um, I just I don't want to speak ill of who is at fault here or what might have occurred or whatever it is just weird though that there was only the corporate you know email from the heads nothing came out from you know uh matt goldman he has not said anything
0: his last day is today bro they never say your last days today unless yeah. like
1: <laughs> yeah surprise no, my always, last days
0: now. They it's <laughs> always this person will be leaving at this time to help with the transition. Like yeah. that's when people leave on good terms there's a transition. And they say like reach out we will and they also say things like we will begin the process of looking for their replacement immediately. Like there are so many corporate buzzwords that are missing from this email to make it look good. Like, this is not a good. Uh, And the fact that they have to be like, rest assured, Dragon Age is gonna be great, uh, doesn't bode well, because a year ago, BioWare lost general manager Casey Hudson and Dragon Age executive producer Mark Dara. Mm -hmm. And this comes after Dragon Age was put on pause in 2017 had production start on it and then was rebooted.
1: Yeah. So and the the but, rumor was that it was completely rebooted because it was initially going to be a uh, Games, games as of Service. Games of Service game. and
0: Anthem failed. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was the knee jerk reaction again. Uh, mm-hmm. which I I loved Dragon Age Origins and Dragon Age Inquisition. Like I oh I yeah. I love those games so much and i i want like i mean for me like dragon age and mass effect for me are like two sides of the same coin you know like they they're very very much similar in in the esteem that i have for them and and what i think you know they bring to the rpg they both
1: they they create such uh believable and and like fascinating worlds and yes. they write such rich characters great, yeah like, exactly and you know like the, the mechanics of the combat is, is fine it's it's all right you know serviceable yep yeah exactly it it serves to get you from talking to this character to developing the world in this other area and and that's that's what I go in and play those games for you know yep. and but I'm so and I'm I, I hurt for the the, the team. know the people who are still there and have been just
0: yes just toiling away on this and i i especially have been waiting so like tooth and nail for dragon age 4 because like playing through inquisition i i had solace in my party as the entire like through the entire game Mm -hmm. like played all the dlc you know where like the end they're like yo Solus is the fucking dreadwolf, like, and then they set up like that's the whole thing with Dragon Age 4. Yeah. Like, so like I'm I'm I've been waiting, you know, it's been eight year eight seven, eight years since
1: Yeah, twenty fourteen, I think it was. It was
0: yeah, so seven years. Seven yeah. years since uh and that's that's a really long time to go in between sequels. It's um, a long
1: time, especially if this was supposed to be a direct sequel. Like, yeah. You know, like they did different things, I think. From Dragon Age uh the first one to the second one, I think those were like only related in the world that they were in, right? They weren't yes. like direct sequels of each other.
0: Yeah, and then and then three is kind of a direct sequel to two, but okay. because because the character from two shows up in in three, like the main protagonist. And like you can uh they had like a website when three came out, um where like you could Set like your Dragon Age world, like make all the choices from two and stuff to like import it, so that like certain things have oh, happened.
1: Got it. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, and then I think I think on like the last gen versions, the 360 and PS3 versions, if you had to, you could actually import your saves, but I'm I'm not 100 sure on that. But yeah, it it like I I think that's such a long time, and you know I feel I feel the same way about Mass Effect, which you know it had andromeda in 2017 but that that was not a true sequel and they that which is why they dropped the legendary edition so i think that now like if this game isn't coming out in the next year we need a dragon age trilogy like
1: it's not it's not coming out in
0: the next year that's not happening no if if it's rushed it is but i i i think that they are I think Bioware's learned. I think that they've really learned from their last two missteps, and I think they they also learned from how well-received the Legendary Trilogy was, or Legendary Mm -hmm. Edition of the Mass Effect Trilogy. I think they've learned that they need to slow down, do what they do best, and take their time. But I hesitate to say that because... Uh, the senior people are leaving man that's not good yeah anytime
1: um, a creative director leaves and then they you know replace it with another replace them with another creative director like the game is changing right then yeah. and there yep. it's gonna change something's gonna happen and you're losing you're losing a lot of work that's already happened you're gonna lose a lot of time and you know some of those creative changes that they make Uh, might not jive well with what already exists there and they might have Mm -hmm. to scrap things and just go back to the drawing board and I don't know where where even this game was previously. This is all just speculation, so, I mean, I... I,
0: What would you like to see from Dragon Age 4? Oh, man, just, I mean,
1: just Inquisition, but, you know, like, polished, you know? Like, I I just want that, just more polished, Yep. you know? It doesn't have to be anything crazy. It doesn't have to, like, make me... Reevaluate what it means to be a action rpg with nope. you know choice with you know mechanics no. and dialogue and all of that no no man like dragon age inquisition was like game of the year and over like a hundred different outlets you know it was my personal game of the year that year um just just give me another reason to jump back into that world that's
0: it you know i i, I think a lot about how we, we talk often about how certain games don't need to, like, reinvent the wheel, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to they just need to do what they're good at and then just do it in, do it at, to a high level and, like, you know, I'll be happy. Uh, and then, like, you know, we turn around and we shit on games like Call of Duty or Battlefield who turn out the same thing every single time. And I'm, like, I try and think about, like, why do we have this kind of, like, duality where like you know we we want these games to do the thing that we dislike these games for doing and i think i figured it out hmm. i think it's because with these kind of like narrative experiences that you and i talk about or even with something like pokemon like the way that you can iterate on that formula is a lot more creative than the way you can iterate on the formula of this Online first-person shooter, yeah. Because with that you can you can place it in so many different settings or time periods. Um, you you can give it you know a few different guns or whatever. But I mean, all all of the guns across the games are relatively the same. All of the yeah. locations across the games are re- relatively the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, every I, everyone's faceless. There's no when pers- it's like
1: a competitive shooter too. It's like you have a certain standard to that that you kind of have to adhere to. Yeah. Otherwise, you lose a lot of like the competitive shooter scene, you know, like but when it comes to like these other games, uh if they just reiterate on a formula that that's already winning, you know, that's already great. Yeah. Uh I I feel like that that serves it better than like say the Call of Duties, you know.
0: Right. And I I I agree to to the same point. I just think it's yeah. I've I've found it interesting that we we do that, but I, I I definitely agree, and I think that like even even with something like Pokemon, which that's essentially the same formula, right? But like, what are they changing? Like the entire, you know, like the area where you're exploring. It's it's completely different, you know, like com- vastly different than than something like uh, Call of or one Call of Duty to the next, you know, like take Pokemon sun and moon, which is set in like a Hawaiian tropical island and blah, blah, blah. And then compare Mm -hmm. it to uh, the next sword and shield, which is England, you know, like a very much, much different ecosystem, much different, like the, the world feels a lot different, but if you look at like Call of Duty, look at like Nuketown versus, I don't know, like, anything else man they it's just it it I, I can't even think of anything and i only know nuketown like as a name in my head from working at gamestop and that was a pre-order bonus yeah but like i uh or even if we look at something like dragon age and like the way that they're able to iterate is like sure it's the same sort of like core gameplay mechanic but like the story is different. And that's what we're here for is a story. It's completely different. I think, Exactly. I think if we got a Call of Duty that was like, this is Call of Duty. But we set it a, a thousand years in the future. It's a thousand years in the fucking future now. <laughs> Everything looks nuts and all crazy space age and shit. Half mm. your humanity is destroyed. All of your guns are wild ass fucking laser blasters and shit like that. Yeah that's iteration bro like yeah or or
1: like a call of duty like how uh like when far cry did what far cry primal or
0: i think is what it was called yeah yeah when they went to like the caveman shit yeah Yeah.
1: and you know you still had the bow of course but you had like spears and shit and like little daggers and stuff and like i loved that game like that's over out of like all of the more recent far cry games that have come out in the past like five six years like I've probably played that one the most mm-hmm. because I'm like this is different than the other ones. Yeah. Like, even though like there's some controversy to that, like the map was maybe just ripped it was, from a previous. It, game.
0: It, it was. It was literally the Far Cry Four map. Yeah, but just changed. But there's an actual story reason for that because it's the same area. Yeah, yeah. Thousands it's, of years prior, and there are Easter eggs you can find that point to Far Cry Four. Like mm-hmm. that's it's fucking dope, man. Like. Yeah. And they they re they redid the same thing when they did Far Cry Five and um, New Dawn, the because at the end of Far Cry Five a nuke oh, goes okay. off, yeah. and then New Dawn is like however many years later when the when everything's growing back and shit like, mm-hmm. and yeah that's that's iteration man like when yeah. when Battlefield first went to like World War One, I, I played the shit out of that one because like I'd never played a World War One game before. I played a bunch of World War Two games and shit, yeah. but, like. Never World War One, so I was like, "This is different. This is cool." If Battlefield was like, "Fuck it, Revolutionary War, muskets and bayonets," like hell yes, <laughs> hell dude, yeah, I'm like, I'd be like, sign me the. Fuck up, bro! Are you kidding me? Like I'm playing the medic, I'm walking over to somebody with a thing of cocaine, and I'm rubbing it on them, and like yeah. <laughs>
1: just chopping legs off left and right.
0: Fuck yeah, dude! Are you kidding me? Like oh, the medic would be the best class. You hamper your own teammate because you're like this arm's useless. Bang, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> chop it off. <laughs> and then they play with with like less health than normal. And they, they can't shoot as well because they've only got one arm. <laughs> yeah, they're like, no, it's just a flesh wound. Nope, it's dude. gonna get infected that's getting that's coming right off (laughs) battlefield 1776 man fuck battlefield 2042 (laughs) battlefield 1776 i'm telling you that would sell so well oh you got you got a musket right you gotta pack the whole thing it takes a full 30 seconds to reload (laughs) you only get one shot (laughs) and it doesn't doesn't go it's got like Horrible accuracy. It might go anywhere. Like, <laughs> you're thinking, yeah. what? dude, you're going to think before you shoot somebody with that. You're going to think. Yeah. We're going to develop this game. I'm gonna, I'm pitching this to dice. Yeah. <laughs> I swear. They, like, that's that's the kind of game that would get people who don't play Call of Duty or Battlefield every year to get excited about that. Oh, yeah. Like, fuck it, man. Oh, you could, sure. like, even if you did, like, Call of duty seventeen seventy five you could still do like the zombies mode, but now mm-hmm. they're they're redcoat zombies like <laughs> yeah that'd be so great oh my God you're welcome activision <laughs> and EA I'll take we- my check by mail
1: yeah <laughs> oh my god Ugh. but yeah we should we should move along I mean kind of speaking of uh iteration a little bit uh
0: yeah. Speaking of iteration, this, this is a very good segue actually, uh, Bethesda, um, has launched a new docu-series called Into the Starfield, uh, about their, um, development of their new game Starfield, which drops as of right now, 11, 11, 2022, 11th anniversary of Skyrim, definitely not a coincidence, (laughs) uh. They've released one episode so far. It's about seven minutes long. Um, it's led by game director Todd Howard, studio director Angela Browder, and art director Matt Carafano um, discussing, uh, in the first episode at least, they sort of discussed the origins of what they call the new Bethesda Game Studios um, and how they sort of got to the point of making Starfield and, and what they've kind of learned along the way with some of their games. Did you get a chance to watch it? What'd you think?
1: I did, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Um it felt a little it felt a little uh <laughs> in Todd Howard fashion, like kind of like self-indulgent. Oh you know? yeah. Oh everything Todd Howard does is very yeah. like, I'm I, Todd Howard. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely felt a little bit like that. But um also it was it was nice. It was good to see them talk about Starfield yeah. and some of the inspiration for it. Um I wish we could have seen a little bit. From Starfield, you know, like maybe uh, it did show like some concept art and stuff like mm-hmm. that.
0: Showed kind of, uh, some shots from the trailer that we've already seen as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I imagine the rest of the series might, you know, might actually reveal a little bit more here and there. But there. Is, um,
0: is it just me or do they show more Skyrim footage than anything?
1: <laughs> yeah, they actually did. They, it was just mostly Skyrim that they showed. You
0: talked a lot about Skyrim. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. They, were, they literally talked about how that game won't die like they were like we've been playing skyrim for 10 years people keep playing it <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah I mean, that's basically what this whole first episode was it was a lot of like draw like talking about skyrim of course but also drawing parallels into um i think they i think they want to remind people like hey this is skyrim in space without actually saying this is skyrim in space yeah. you know
0: it's it's very clear they're the goal of this episode is like, because they say like, you know, we made the Elder Scrolls games, and then we were like, what do we want? To, what would we want to do next? Fallout, of course, which we got to do, and what would we want to do after that? A sci-fi game, like. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very clearly them saying like, hey, don't worry, baby. It's gonna, it's gonna be the game like the type of game you know and love. We're just putting yeah. you in space, like, because they yep. even say like our games are all about like exploration and wh- where's like the best place to explore, but space, you know, like
1: one thing um, that I thought was interesting that Todd Howard did say, uh, he was talking about how it seems like, I don't, it's going to be more like scientifically
0: like realistic, I guess. Yeah. I, I I was curious about that too, because it was like, you're going to other planets, which requires faster than light travel. Um, Mm -hmm. Or, Cryo freezing yourself for the hundreds of years it takes to travel between planets. <laughs> so neither of those are technology we have, Todd. What do you know that I don't? Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really curious what uh what he means by that.
0: I think it, um, it it may be more of like a like in the environments you're in or something. I I don't think that. I think it's going to be more like um grounded in the sense that like interstellar is grounded. So okay. like uh every everything will look very contemporary or mm-hmm. or maybe a slightly i don't even want to say postmodern because it, i don't think it'll even go that far yeah um i think you know this can't be set in the far future from now maybe i, I would say it's probably like 2050 or like 2100 or something like that yeah um because like from the art that they've shown you know the uh like that rover that they showed a lot of concept art of and the satellite like Mm -hmm. they they look very similar to like what we have today so it doesn't look like it's super far in the future um yeah this isn't
1: like elon musk's version of the future
0: thank god (laughs) i'm very glad it's not dude can we can we fucking kill him already (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> no just uh, let him get on his spaceship and go to mars I and want, stay there bro
0: i want to go to mars i don't want him to be there like, no he,
1: he let him be the first human to be buried on mars i'm totally fine by that
0: <laughs> well here's the thing man like he's gonna go to mars and like if someone's coming from like outside the solar system and depending on where they are they might be like oh we'll stop at this red planet first so it looks like a thing here and then they meet fucking Elon Musk and they're like all humans suck bro we're gonna blow this planet up like, <laughs> can't let that happen uh,
1: yeah Jesus yeah he's gonna start talking to the aliens about like well like really we're probably living in a simulation you know and they're gonna be like, <laughs> like oh uh, my god uh, I can't deal with this guy anymore <laughs>
0: <laughs> like what fucking terrible frat party to stumble into
1: <laughs> but anyways uh, uh starfield doesn't seem like it's gonna be anything like that <laughs> no thank god i wonder
0: i wonder what todd howard's future looks like oh I, uh, God! I, yeah. I know that you can't climb ladders still which sounds like a weird <laughs> future but yeah oh
1: i you know i know next week we're probably gonna do like uh our you know game awards uh kind of predictions that sort of thing so i'm gonna put my flag in this right now and this is like such an easy prediction to make but i predict that we're gonna see more starfield we're gonna see something new from starfield at the game awards
0: i got that's a a safe prediction
1: yeah i feel like this is a good build up towards that they're releasing this series before the game awards um i imagine i don't know how long the series is gonna go uh but I imagine it's going to last even beyond the game awards. So what they have the first like episode or two uh, before the, the awards, then at the awards, they show something about the game. And then, you know, the last like episode or two of whatever this series is, they, you know, kind of talk more, dive more into what it was that they showed. Right. I can see that.
0: Um, I, if if we're going there, I want to say that my, uh, my early speculation for next week's Game Awards is that I don't know, because because Jeff Keeley said that one world premiere has been in the works for two and a half years. Oh, so That this a couple days ago, and like that's got me thinking. Like, what what huh. could that be? What could that be? You know, what did he um, tease two and a half years ago? Dragon Age. <laughs> I I I would I think it here's the thing is I think they could show off because the last Dragon Age teaser we got was 2018. So I and it,
1: I, and it was just like the like the name, right? Or yeah, something it like was, that. It was just
0: like a Dragon Age like Dragon Age. I I think yeah. that we could get maybe a glimpse at that um I but my bold my big prediction is we see nothing from Breath of the Wild 2. <laughs> that is that is my big and safe prediction. Yeah. I, I don't see Nintendo showing anything about that game off until E3 of next year.
1: No. No. I don't know. We'll save these predictions though for next week. That'll yes. be a lot of fun. We're we're allowed one prediction this episode. There that we son- go. That sounds good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh there there have been some some fairly good reveals at the game awards um yeah
1: like they had like that bloodborne tease for one of their first ones i think that was 2014 actually uh, 20, oh, wait 20... no that wasn't bloodborne that was a uh, that was sakuro wasn't it
0: uh well Sekiro? i what i remember was 2014 at uh, the 2014 game awards was when, when they showed off gameplay of breath of the wild for the first time i remember Ooh. it was very early and a lot of things they showed it on the wii u ton of stuff from that video didn't make it in okay oh man I might, I might want to talk about that more in depth next week yeah we'll have to i'm gonna bring that i'm gonna, I'm gonna find that video
1: yeah we'll do some research we'll, we'll look up previous game awards as well so we have a uh, some more to talk about other than our predictions
0: bam found it right away let's go
1: <laughs> but all right that's 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 all the news this week that that is. Shall we wrap news. up the show then? I guess that's. We don't really have a topic of the show. We was just a news heavy week since we were off last week. That's true. Um, next week will be got- our last episode of the. Wait, no, not our last episode. We'll have one. We'll have two more episodes this year.
0: We don't have a topic. I, I do got. I do got one. One question that I want to ask. We can. We'll maybe spend like five minutes going in depth into this. Okay. What's the most memorable video game you've ever gotten as a gift during the holidays? Oh,
1: Ocarina of Time. That's the first thing that comes to mind. I got that as a gift during the holiday. Um, I think that was a Christmas present. Probably Ocarina of Time. Good one. Yeah. Uh, second thing I can think of, and it's also sixty-four. Uh, was I got a Nintendo sixty-four as like a late Christmas present because my dad couldn't find it on Christmas, but I think it was like a, it was like January we found Mm. he found one and uh got that and i got uh mario 64 and i think also pilot wings too nice yeah so yeah those were great how about you
0: uh number one is um twilight princess and it's it's tied between twilight princess and madden 2007 and that's because i uh i got them when the Wii came out, like, I got a launch model Wii, um, and my dad told me the story, he, he had gone like, two or three weeks straight, he had gone to, like, every store in the area in early in the morning before work, like, as soon as they opened, try and, like, snag me one, because this was, you know, back in, like, 2006, way before, like, BrickSeek, and, you know, like, yeah, you could really do a lot of online shopping at places, and, like, like purchase some pickup and things like that you had to go to the store and be like did you get a shipment in and then like you know yeah (laughs) he he told me he did this for like two or three weeks until one day he was do he was at target you know waiting and he was leaving because they hadn't gotten a shipment and someone was coming in to return their we that they had bought because they had gotten one and their wife had gotten one because they were trying to get one for their kid and they Mm -hmm. didn't need two so they were returning my dad bought it off him and then got nice. me Twilight Princess and Madden. I'm super hyped about that. And the second one is when I got my N64, which came with Pokemon Snap. But the most memorable part of that was I knew that I was going to get an N64 because mm-hmm. I was a little shit and went through like my mom's closet as a kid and like saw my <laughs> Christmas presents. Yeah. And so like I'd got my Christmas money early, and I went to Sears and I bought donkey kong 64 (laughs) my mom was hella mad at me because she was like well if you bought this you know what you got and it was just like (laughs) (laughs) oh that's hilarious sorry (laughs) (laughs) not even
1: trying to hide it it's just
0: (laughs) nah i uh i almost pulled the same shit a couple years later when um I got my GameCube. I, I didn't know that I was going to get a GameCube, but I really felt in my heart that I was going to get one for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Christmas Eve, I was do- me and my dad and my brother were doing last minute shopping and I had some Christmas money and we stopped by GameStop and I was looking at games and I picked up a GameCube game. And my dad was like, you don't have a GameCube. You don't need to buy that. And I was just like, yeah, you're right. And put it down. And like four hours later. I opened my fucking GameCube and I was like, <laughs> "Dude," because he let me open it on Christmas Eve to play it yeah. before bed. And I was like, "What the fuck, man?" I could had Star Fox Adventures? Turns out, uh, he, turns out he saved me because apparently, yeah, he dodged was, a bullet there. Yeah, I dodged a bullet with that one. But I got, I got that with Sunshine, and that was that was great. Yeah, I got, I, I, I I've thought about it, and I'm like, man, I have a lot of like. Like, Nintendo and the holidays are very, like, like yeah. intrinsically tied in my childhood. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. I got uh, a GameCube one time for, that was a Christmas present also. My first GameCube that ended up breaking, like, a year later. But, but yeah, that was a crazy, I should have mentioned that one, because that Christmas, um, my dad fucking, like, went all out and hella spoiled me that Christmas. Because uh, I think it was my birthday, so my birthday in August, I got a PlayStation 2. Nice. And it had already been on the market for a little bit at that point. Um, But I got a PS2. And then Christmas, that same year, I got a fucking GameCube and an OG Xbox. And so I have, like, all three of these consoles with a couple games on each console. And that was probably my first experience ever with, like, Paralysis of Choice. (laughs) You know? Uh. (laughs)
0: Like... In the yes. best way possible, but yeah. It's too much good stuff, man. Too much, yeah. <laughs> that's a wonderful problem to have. I love that. Well, I think that's a beautiful note to end on. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, thank you guys again so much for listening. This has been Backlit Games. You can find the show anywhere podcasts are sold. If you're listening on Apple um, Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. It helps in the searches. You can follow the show on basically any socials. Uh, at Backlit Games, you, you can follow me, Corey Faust, on Twitter at Corey You can follow Jordan, Jordan Raddick, on Twitter at Jordan is Rad. Oh man,
0: I had my most liked tweet ever the other day. I yeah. had like I had like eighteen eighteen likes. Moving up, moving so, on, I, up. I, I I plugged the podcast, but I don't know if any <laughs> I don't know if anyone joined because I said. Uh, check out our podcast at Backlit Games where we hate Bobby Kotick. And I don't know if that's that's too much of a deep cut for people or not. So <laughs>
1: hey, the ones that got it probably at, at least clicked the link to check it out. So. That's
0: true. If, if hey, we need those social engagement numbers.
1: So. Yeah, we'll we'll take those hate clicks. Yep. <laughs> Bobby Bobby Kotick hate clicks.
0: <laughs> Fuck Bobby Kotick. <laughs>
1: but anyways that's been the show everybody stay tuned for next week where we uh give our game of the year predictions game awards predictions and uh we'll talk to you then we're out